You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. I don't know about being afraid of aliens, but I am definitely afraid of chimpanzees after this movie. <laughs> no kidding. My gosh. I, I was always scared of chimpanzees. They are nothing to fuck with, man. They we, are not. We you know we are cute, grew, but they're not. We grew up watching the banana splits and we're like, oh, I just want to hug them. Uh, no, they will rip your faces yeah, off. And, and this, they have. This movie, talk about a lost episode of something that, of a series. <laughs> we are talking about Jordan Peele's third feature film, Nope, which, you know, it wasn't exactly a secret, although I've seen, no, no, don't tell me, no spoilers. Like, come on, like, every single bit of advertising here has made clear that aliens are involved and or yeah. outer space stuff is involved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's totally from the, from spoiled the, the chimpanzee from, now. From the first yeah. Super Bowl trailer <laughs> that dropped, it's, it's aliens this time. It's aliens. Okay, right. we're good. In that context, the title is sort of twofold and that both, there are a lot of characters in here who go, nope. Nope. <laughs> not, not doing that. Not right. And a lot of it. audience members saying nope <laughs> at the same time, as well as being apparently an acronym not of planet Earth. They never say it in the film, but apparently Peel said it in interviews. It's like, okay, that's cute. Yeah, you know, you know <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. But that's the thing is Peel is, you know, obviously got to start as a funny man with Key and Peel. His first movie, Get Out, was definitely a horror comedy, whereas people were very surprised when he released Us that it's not a horror comedy at all. That one is no. a very There's abstract in it though yeah but little bits but it's de- I would not I don't think anyone would describe it as a horror, horror comedy, comedy. Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's straight horror it's abstract yeah. horror you know yeah. and with uh, Nope I feel like he's definitely leaning back towards the get out tone certainly not the type of messaging that that film had yeah. there is messaging here but unlike get out it's a lot more deeply buried in the mix I think perhaps yeah, too compared much. to get out definitely yeah. Well, yeah get out's got the most overt messaging of any horror yeah. film probably ever <laughs> <laughs> Joining me on this review, Chris, is Marco, Frank, Sarah Jane, <laughs> and the cats who, and the cats who <laughs> just love. said they were not going to be noisy, but there you go. They lie. You can't trust cats. They're, they're wild animals. Mm. You, they're unpredictable, which is one of the many running themes in this film, because the main character, Daniel Kalua, who plays O.J. Haywood, and his sister, Kiki Palmer, Emerald Haywood, are running a Hollywood horse ranch. So they basically train horses to use in movies, and it's been a family tradition going back to, as Kiki says proudly at one point, the literally first moving images ever was like a black guy on a horse, and that was their great-great-great-great-grandfather. So, like, okay, we've been doing this for a long time, and their father, played by Keith David, is the patriarch, but he dies relatively quickly in this film, and I mean, like, he has like a minute and a half. (laughs) Mostly in flashback, but yeah, he dies and in a freak accident. In a freak accident, and it falls to OJ, you know, to take over the ranch. Yeah. And- 
he's not as good at it as his dad was. He's also not a people person, like, no. at all. Uh, his sister <laughs> is too much of a people person. She's she's very loud. and She's and, on her own plane of existence. Yeah, God bless her. Yeah, well, God bless her. <laughs> you know, they end up screwing up a little bit their first shot out, trying to, to do the Hollywood gig post-father's death. But meanwhile, back at the ranch, weird <laughs> shit is starting to happen. OJ thinks he sees flashes of something in the sky appearing. One of his horses dis- just disappears. He's like, what is going on here? Meanwhile, you have nearby a really chintzy Western amusement park, like yeah. <laughs> bottom dollar Western amusement park that's run by Stephen Yuen, who plays Ricky Jupe park who was a child star at one point and he had this a successful like kid sheriff or something like that role and <laughs> he was the asian kid on the kid sheriff right. tv show right and <laughs> w- went on to do other stuff but like also had a sort of a, a very dark moment in his history involving an animal that has on set and had gone completely wild and really hurt some people this is why you never work with animal or children <laughs> right <laughs> because well, they will rip your face children off. will rip your face and i'm off. not even getting into the chips yet I was just talking about the kids. <laughs> yeah, you, you should just shoot them the moment they show you up. You know, I mean, it's the only way to be sure. You got to put two in the brain to bring them down. <laughs> but he runs this this park now, which is really corny. He's buying horses from the Haywoods who, because their business is struggling, and they're trying to figure out what to do. But the moment they're like, I think there's a UFO hovering around our ranch area, they, they go, well, this is how we're going to make the money. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? It, it is plot device that, that seems like beneath them, you know? I mean, like, they don't seem this stupid. Like, yeah, we're going to get on America's whatever. It's a bit of, of thing. It's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. That, they they like, reach that conclusion really, really fast. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're like, UFO, money. It's not like, well, let's look into this. Let's be really sure. It's like, nope. Money. We're going to be on Oprah with a videotape of a real UFO. <laughs> and I think he tries to play it off, the, the director, Jordan Peele, by having OJ have a weakness for Oprah, where he's like, they establish like, oh, he loves Oprah. So you start... <laughs> tagging him with like but we could be on oprah he's like huh and like he's not a dummy right and i'm like you guys are gonna sink a shit ton of money into putting cameras all over the place at your house i that's the first stretch that the yeah. film had for me where i was like okay but it's y'all the- already strapped for cash as it is yeah and you're gonna just you go all in on this yeah okay and they really haven't seen enough at that point to right. where you would go and do that but it's not long after that that you know the movie goes from like dark skies territory or x-files where you're like okay occasionally you see a glimpse of something for a second to like full-on okay that's definitely some some unidentified flying object but i think it's about we're really not even completely through the second act when i feel like the movie makes a very strange and clever turn i don't think as clever as his previous two films are with their ideas and what's going on there but still clever and that this starts as hitting almost every trope for, you know, aliens are abducting us horror movies, mm-hmm. and then switches to a completely different type of horror movie that you're also very, very familiar with, but you're still so, your brain's still so caught up in the alien abduction thing that you don't really notice that you switch to a different horror film. <laughs> when, that, when that turn happens, though, it is really dynamic, and that's, if you weren't already on edge, it makes you really just stand up and look, like, and, wow, this is what we're doing? Oh, okay. And I would argue, like I said, this is more like Get Out in a lot of ways, and one of those ways is this is more funny and fun than it is scary but the sequence where they establish that where that turn happens which is about 20 minutes of the film right in the middle is genuinely frightening yeah yeah 
Yeah, I think this movie does suspense and the thrills and the tension very, very well. Especially this one sequence with Daniel Kaluuya character when he's walking in the barn late at night. I mean, oh my god, that was riveting. He's just continuously that master of, like, those suspense and those chills. This guy next to me was, like, having his face covered the entire time. And I was like, <laughs> was this- he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Was- I, I wish wasn't. that had happened to the kid in the front row who kept crying. Ooh, yeah. Oh, god, he should have covered his face. He was either bored or sleepy. Probably yeah. bored. <laughs> Much like animals in this movie who are often out of control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as you were pointing out, Marco, it's more than just that. It's really sort of a- has this subtext about how entertainment is irresponsible for putting you yeah. know the entertainment over the lives of people it opens and, uh, with a biblical quote with spectacle and the word spectacle gets thrown around a lot and the Stephen un character even though he has had this traumatic experience we see that he's still making money off of it and you know charges people who want to see these his grisly mementos from this horrible tragic thing that happened to him as a child and yet The very first thing that our protagonists do once they see that there's a UFO around is like, hey, let's make money. Even though we've recognized there's a public health threat, we're not going to tell anybody. We're not (laughs) going to alert anyone. God forbid we save any lives. We're just going to take photographs and video. And that, to me, is the crux of the problem I have with this movie, in that I feel like he is trying to make some kind of indictment against the entertainment industry, yet Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya are so damn likable as these protagonists. I'm not sure if Jordan Peele wants me to be judgmental of them because of the choices they're making, or well, that, well, whether or not well, that just he depends missed what, dropped the ball. That depends on whether or not you think that their actions define them that's, everybody's that's, actions define them well Frank. i don't i don't believe that i'm gonna all, come no. over there and punch you in the <laughs> face and i guarantee you and I, that I, will define I am gonna, well i'm gonna give you a hug because i know that you are better than that marco <laughs> we see it that just defines you, you I, just I, prove my and point. then i'll know you're both crazy <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think the biggest problem is that even more so i mean yes humans like spectacle no duh uh but you're condemning it what what exactly are you mad about exactly yeah, it's, well it's, give it's, us a great it's not spectacle. it's not a really like fully fleshed out thesis for this no it's, it's barely a considered thesis as near yeah. as i can tell but that's fine because it's so it really is kind of buried deep in it and this is more about sort of the adventure of it when you get to the you know the post big scary sequence the rest of it is really more just fun than not it's kind of like an adventure like something that Peel himself described like he was influenced by jurassic park you would not expect that watching the trailers but it is definitely there it's like okay let's turn this into a ride and it, it becomes i think on the whole pretty successful at it absolutely i agree anything spectacle in this film is <laughs> it's really thrilling it's involving it's you know more so than the quieter character moments which i tend to gravitate more toward as i gotten older when it comes to these kinds of films but i couldn't help it i feel like like a 10 year old again watching like Frank's these like, well orchestrated like, it's scenes. not as good as mrs harris goes to paris but you know <laughs> i well that, that was a cute movie know, that was charming i didn't have as much issue with it i guess as you guys did I didn't think that their actions, I mean, the struggle is real. You know, they were literally struggling. So I don't blame them for thinking, oh, gosh, I got to try to make that money. (laughs) And I didn't think that the subtext was really built in that deep because at, at some point, Probably it wasn't even halfway, but it was it was right when it was revealed what it is. And then I thought. Oh, okay. And I had it before they mentioned the actual word of what they were calling it. And so I was like, okay, see, I got it. 
I got it. It's right there. I got what the thing was. But, you know, as far as the thematic material, I mean, if you start with a biblical quote, you're just like announcing you're being self-serious. True. And I, I expect you to pay off on that. And Jordan Peele being who he is, I do hold him to a higher standard. I think that that's both true and that's also his curse because people are going to be expecting that and they're going to go digging deeper yeah. for something that he didn't even want to put in there. I mean, if you're and, gonna, then, and as a result of that, you know, it kind of like handicaps him in a way. Yeah. That's a shame because he should be allowed to do something that's not thematically that strong and not be called out yeah. for it. I mean, if you're going to make a fun popcorn blockbuster spectacle film, maybe don't diss spectacles. Because then it muddles the message of the movie. This was just a fun fucking movie. I, I, I think that there is something to be said as well, though, that like the first half where he's trying very hard to make kind of a straight UFO abduction horror film also plays. Look, first, let me just say there really isn't but maybe two good UFO abduction horror films <laughs> out there. <laughs> you know, like there's not very many. It's there's a low a, bar. It's a very low bar. Fire but even sky. then he's playing with a lot of the bad tropes of that genre. Sure. The fake scares are really lame early on. Like, even <laughs> using music stings and everything, I was like, come on, man, what are you doing? Well, I think that was on but purpose. I think he's, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he was still setting you up for this being a different yeah. type of movie than what it eventually ends up being, yeah, as I said. Yeah, it, it does do that. But there was a point I was like, oh, please don't let this whole thing be like this. Uh, I was like, I like the characters, but the horror elements are just not working for me. But, you know, I think it is that, because once you realize what you're actually in for you're like oh your stomach kind of turns you're like oh god <laughs> yeah there's a one sequence after the Stephen Yoon character performs for his audience that was just like that just took my breath away in so many other films we don't really go there you literally go like yeah you yeah. go it goes there it goes there and i thought wow <laughs> like that was just got me on the edge of my seat yeah no it's it's pretty hardcore stuff yeah. at, at points and inventively filmed albeit you could see like oh you could probably do this pretty cheaply but he did it in a way that makes it very effective for yeah. what he's trying to get across i it's, can't really say any more than it's that. got flair but also it wasn't super overwhelming in terms of effects I doesn't need to be no, it's just that the right balance he got. It, so it's not it's not boring to watch, but it's not like an assault to the senses. Yeah, it's only six, 68 million. And along the way, you see some interesting side characters pop up, most notably Michael Wincott, who played the bad guy in The Crow. And oh, yeah. I don't remember <laughs> anything. I've, so many. He's, I don't remember seeing him in something, something since then. Did you know he was still alive? <laughs> I did not know he was still alive. <laughs> he didn't sound like crow. he was alive. He was yeah. alien resurrection. Yeah, he's always sounded that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine Tom Waits' less melodic brother <laughs> and then director oz perkins who's made some really fantastic horror films himself lately uh has a cameo in here as a director but uh you know what i don't think there's too much more we can say about this without cr me being afraid <laughs> yeah. of crossing over into spoilers so <laughs> true, true. we'll just go to final thoughts and let marco start us off i think this is a really fun popcorn type movie this is jordan peele playing in the sort of spielberg type of ballpark he's making a popcorn movie for the masses but i think because he's jordan peele perhaps he feels compelled to offer you something a little bit more elevated something with a message and i think that gets in the way of what's otherwise a really strong fun entertaining movie i just wish he had went one with the uh, or the other because i really did want that hard hitting hey you think you're having fun i'm about to blow your minds with some deep truth but then it just turns out to be a fun movie 
and the kind of horror movie where even characters I like make some decisions that I'm like, I don't know if I missed an important piece of information or somebody just got temporarily really stupid. <laughs> and I, again, I hold him to a higher standard and perhaps that's not fair. I still had a good time with it. And even though I didn't quite grasp what he was trying to say with the message, I want to see it again. A, to see if I'm wrong and B, because... Seeing a movie again is the best compliment I can give any picture. This is definitely worth your time, and I hope on the second watch I may come to appreciate it more than I do now. I am going to give this 7.5 out of 10 inflatable air guys. Whatever they're called. <laughs> they the, have wacky, the wacky waving arms guy. Yeah, like you see at used car lots. Yeah, yeah. Inflatable, they're, no, they're air dancers. That's the word uh -huh. I've heard them described as. Fair enough. I like wacky waving arms guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sir? I think I like this a little more than Marco did. I mean, not that he didn't like it. I appreciated what Jordan Peele was doing. I mean, I'm not going to put a label on him like he should have elevated horror or he needs to have messaging behind his movie. I mean, I got what they were saying, you know, especially like the media is part of the problem. But I really liked it. I love Daniel Kaluuya. I've never seen him play a character like this before where he's like, he's hardly, stoic. that's a good word for him. <laughs> he was pretty serious. It didn't have a lot of lines, but he, he was great. Kiki Palmer was great. Whatever that kid was oh, that uh, played Angel? the... Yeah, Yes, he Brandon, was, I thought he was great he was too. Brandon Perea. Yeah, he yeah. he apparently was on the OA. What's yeah, the, what, what the hell is the OA? the OA on yeah. Netflix? Weird, cool, fun sci-fi show that uh, they yeah. unfortunately okay. canceled before they could finish it. Uh, so uh, you mean a Netflix show? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like Stephen Yun as well. I thought he was good. I really liked it. I don't have anything bad to say about it. My kiddo wants to see it, so I'm definitely going to watch <laughs> it again. I'm going to give this eight point five jean jackets frank i agree with sarah in the sense that there's nothing really here that's terribly deep in terms of themes or ideology and there really doesn't need to be jordan peele really is the only obligation he has is to himself to make the films he wants to make if we, we we try to dig deeper into it i feel like we're just doing that that thing that all critics do which is like chastising a movie for something that's not there rather than you know evaluating what is and what is here is really really fun the sequences are like the kind of spectacle that you do want in a popcorn movie in a summer popcorn movie and this is a really really great summer popcorn movie that being said i think think that 90% of the humor in this movie, and there's a lot of humor, just fails. Hmm. Like, really fails. I didn't really laugh that much. The lady next to me was laughing a lot. Y'all probably heard her. <laughs> but that was me. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> that literally was, Sarah Jane. I was no, no. laughing. He to was, to my right. Him, to my yeah. right. That being said, this is a really great film. It's, it's another departure for Peel. It does have some of the same sort of techniques he has, doling out little bits of information about, oh, it might be this. And I want to give you this little hint. It pays off through spectacle, through some really, really fun characters, each of whom has their own sort of personality and flavor to them. It works for the most part. Except for those jokes, they're kind of lame. They're easy grabs. They're easy, like laughs and it's like dude come on donna mills has a small like one scene <laughs> role in this as an actress so because she's still on earth she can be in a jordan peele movie so i'm going to give this uh eight out of ten uh 80s soap opera actresses that just turn up in a big summer blockbuster feature film out of nowhere <laughs> i agree that this is definitely not as laugh out loud funny as as say get out get out, for, get out. for <laughs> sure but there are a lot of like funny moments but most of them are chuckle worthy there was a handful of like ones i laughed out loud for but i didn't think there was any jokes i thought were bad i, smiled, just a, I, smiled, worthy. I smiled a lot at some of the jokes yeah. <laughs> i also don't agree with you with you guys about where you think marco and i are coming from about the subtext because 
I'm not saying he has to add subtext. I'm saying he did and doesn't follow through on it at all. And it's just kind of sits there and make, makes you think about it when you're like, it doesn't really, what are you? Okay. I guess, but that's fine. I mean, this is in fact very different from his previous two films. In fact, it feels like somebody took him to an M night Shyamalan like marathon <laughs> and he was just after a while like, man, Fuck you, I'll make a better Shyamalan <laughs> film than Shyamalan can make. And that's pretty yeah. much what he's doing here, is making a Shyamalan film just much better than Shyamalan makes and films. And water, water aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything actually adds up in the science, yeah. I'm just saying. At least I think so, I don't know. Water was their fatal flaw all along. Oh, I'm sorry for spoiling science. Oh, all, also, they come to Earth without wearing space suits. Wait, Let's what? attack a planet <laughs> oh, that is... Covered in three we're quarters going there of the again. most deadliest substance known to us. Apparently, we are going there again. Okay, no, we're done now. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> I like all the performances. Uh, I think this is genuinely fun. I do think it's the weakest of his three films, partially because it's really just sort of like cramming stuff together from other movies, and it depends upon the twist of it to be as effective as it is. But, I mean, no harm, no foul. He wanted to make something a little bit different. That's exactly what he did. I'll continue to watch with bated breath for every new film from Jordan <laughs> until he uh, wears out his welcome like most people do in horror. So, Most horror directors eventually wean down to the point where they're just like, okay, you're just, just stop. Yeah, <laughs> Even yeah. the masters, like Carpenter, like last Carpenter couple films, really? like, oh, oh boy. Geez. Anyway, I still enjoy this. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. Different titles for the film that when you think about it, could basically be an asylum title. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know? In fact, yeah, pro- almost yeah, certainly yeah. will be. Probably. <laughs> I'm just saying. 